Hey, awesome nerds. Welcome to, well, another episode of D&D and TV, where we talk about how television show can influence your role-playing games and how you can adapt episodes from great TV shows into your role-playing games. I'm your host, Jeremy Vine, and I'm joined by my friend, Elise. Hey, y'all. And today we're talking about episode two of season one of Motherland Fort Salem, uh, episode My Witches, which was directed by Stephen A. Edelson and uh, written by Elliot Lawrence, the showrunner. Again? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they did a lot of them, actually. I mean, there's only 10 episodes in the season, but I think at least three of them are written by Elliot Lawrence. Yeah. Normally, I sort of, I guess, think first episode and then finale. Yeah. That's certainly what I found with Invincible, that it was written by Robert Kirkman and the first and last episodes were scripted Mm. and all the others had someone else Mm. adapting the the story. But this is the episode, second episode, so we're still kind of getting into it all. Mm-hmm. The unit travels to Salem Town for an annual witch celebration, but an unexpected disturbance throws the proceedings into chaos. Tally wonders if she made the right choice to embark on a military career when witch hate and her own mother stand in her way. Smarting from Alda's denial of her request to switch units, Abigail attempts to bury the hatchet with Rael. Rael grows closer to Scylla, while the unit impresses Anacostia in windstrike training. Which... Kind of sums up everything that happens in the episode, doesn't it? I was almost going to say that's quite spoilery. <laughs> right? I mean, it's the synopsis. I'm going these off IMDb. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it really does sum up everything yeah. that happens. So that was a great episode. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, when I first saw this episode, this was kind of the one that cemented a couple of characters for me. I was like, this is the stuff. I enjoy these characters. I can see are starting to grow Mm -hmm. and I just enjoy their dynamic. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a a filler episode, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess it's tricky because we're still learning things that we need to know. So it's not really filler as, you know, we have to know this stuff to understand the world and the people. Um, but I guess, yeah, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, I feel like almost leading up to kind of the middle of the season, it's always kind of like a, a build and a build and yeah. a build. Uh, and then we kind of hit a, a pivotal episode um, mid-season and then things take a turn. I mean, this is a semi-spoiler-free podcast, but we kind of knew that was coming anyway. <laughs> That's uh, I'm, I'm very bad with spoilers, so <laughs> feel free to just turn my microphone off. <laughs> yeah. No, there's only, there's only 10 episodes in the season. It's mm. a short run. You mm. know something has to happen in the middle of the season to, for yeah. the climax to mean anything. Yeah. yeah. There's a really great, I can't even remember who was talking about it. It might have been on the Ringer podcasts where they were saying that it's really great to have the, the big action shock episode be the second last one in the show, in the oh. season run, because then you have the last episode be setting up for the next season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Instead of just blowing everything up in the final episode yeah. and then everyone's left with all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you, you start to see the fallout and are like, oh my God, where are you going to go next with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Something Game of Thrones did pretty well for the first couple of seasons. Yeah. That the last set, the penultimate episode for a season mm, was mm-hmm. the red wedding. It was the, don't mention that. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. We weren't, we weren't. <laughs> Wait, let's get into the episode. Mm-hmm. Cause a bunch of stuff happens here. We get to see Ray and Scylla in bed again. Yeah. Cause that's kind of all they do. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm... And I'm very happy to open the episode with that. Yeah. Well, it starts with, what is it? That she's late for inspection. And Scylla's just like, well, I can expect, inspect you. Yes. It's like, yeah, get it, Scylla. <laughs> it's very cute. It, yeah. It's... It also seems quite, it's really playful. Yeah. Um, 
which I like. It's not just literally all about sex. They still, I mean, it is a little, but they still seem to be enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Um, Well, that's what I kind of feel that we see in this scene that for them at the moment, it still is kind of all about sex. Yeah, yeah. And when uh, when Ray tries to get a little bit, I'll say deeper, tries to get a little bit deeper emotionally or try to figure out a little bit more about her, Mm. Scylla is like, no, 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 you don't have to hear about that. Yeah. And Ray's like, what are you hiding? Totally, yeah, definitely. Big bit of a sort of switch, I think, for Ray because she's asking questions and Scylla's being super vague yeah. um, and basically giving nothing. And you can see straight away that Rayel is like, oh, okay, right. right. You're not, you're not going to let me in. I'm actually going to start to back away a little. Yeah, and um, also if you just want the sex, fine. That's what we'll do. <laughs> I'm not going to be the playful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and she, she leaves quite abruptly. Yeah. Well, um, she's late for inspection. Well, yes. <laughs> she's going to get in trouble. Um, but you Her can... absence was noted. <laughs> Your absence was noted. You can also tell that Scylla realises her yeah. mistake. Yeah, she messed she, up. Yeah, she realised she's, mm-hmm, she's messed up bad. And, um, yeah, it's obviously, or I'm assuming, going to possibly change the way she behaves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or at least try to... Well, we'll see what she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one element which I really like is that we get this scene, we set up those characters, and then almost immediately Ray sees this motorcade coming up before mm. Salem, mm-hmm. and it's the president. Mm. And I love that it's not even announced. We don't think we learned the president's name in this this episode. Well, maybe we do. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, good question. I'm not sure. I don't think we... Now that you've mentioned that, I don't think we do it. Um... But... I think the um, the fact that the president is a black woman, yes, um, I feel works really well mm. because it does say this very much is not the world that we know. But if we have witches in that much of a mm. that much of a um, position of power, yeah, why would we not have a female president? Definitely, yeah. It really supports the whole, I guess, notion that this is a matriarchal society now. Um, as opposed to a patriarchal. Um, And I also think the casting of the president was great. She was powerful and commanding, um, which is hard to do, I think, against General uh, Older. Oh, yeah. Because she's she's amazing. Um, But I felt the president was... um, Yeah, even in the small scene she was in, was quite impressive. Um, And we get a bit of world building, too, because they actually talk about... um, I think it's something about witches flying. Anyway, but it's it does expand this little universe that we've already started to, to discover. Yes. Um, and then there's possibly, there's some more information I think um, revealed about the spree. Yeah. Um, in that um, they can attack using anything that holds um, air. Air. Yeah. Um, so so a, not just balloons. Yeah. It's um, light bulbs. Yeah, a water bottle. Water bottles. Um, and I think, I believe the president says, you need to tell us these things. I need to know about these things. There's a lot you don't know. Is that so? Attacks like this are military matters by rule of law. And you too are bound by rule of law to the will of the American people who have elected me to represent their interests and protect them. Don't you forget it. Or you may find yourself reminded. There's clearly a bit of a power struggle between the two women. And there's a little bit of, um, you work for me, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, 
although the president is is trying to say I was elected by yeah. the public to serve the public and and older wasn't and it's that clash yes. that we see in a lot of US TV shows about this level of government that it is the clash between the elected power and mm. the, the I guess the military mm. um, so, yeah kind of setting the scene particularly when it's such a military focused show yes I feel that's the kind of thing they want to touch on very early on yeah definitely uh, but Ray does make it to the mess hall but doesn't matter because she got busted for being late for inspection anyway and now she's got um, guard duty, but now we get introduced to Gloria. Oh, it's Glory. Isn't Glory, it? Glory, Glory, yes. I love Glory. <laughs> she's very she's cute. One. Well, she's Tally's friend, of course. I yeah, love Glory. and she's so sweet. Like she's she just is. like Tally. Yeah, she's she's Tally, but slightly less backbone. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, which is not. But um, I don't know. It's like she doesn't know that Tally's there. Like apparently, she knows her from the matriarch. Yeah compound or something but yep. it's like oh and tally's it's like are, are you not friends is yeah this- how big was this compound that you didn't realize that both of you weren't going off to join the military yeah the, the um, fact that you're the same age yeah and you're signing up yeah it's like this is the only place you actually get trained yeah where else is it going to be mm-hmm, definitely it feels like it's an opportunity to introduce a new character and also one of the generals yeah. Who apparently, I think the officer's mess is out of coffee. So they're like, yeah, we'll just drink with the cadets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I don't necessarily think it was drink with the cadets. I think it was, let's go to the cadets mess hall, take their coffee and then leave. I can't remember, do they salute when she shows up? They do not. I don't believe. Okay. That's something that I haven't noticed. And none of them, there's no. Maybe sal- she's not a general. It's is she same, I'm sure to- it's the same character we see later. Um, it is, but is she a general later? <laughs> They're all generals. <laughs> all right. Oh, I just assumed because it's General Alder that no one else was also a general. I thought she would be the only one, but well, I could there, be totally like wrong. The levels of general, the five-star general and like three-star Oh, okay. Here we like, go. All right. Yeah, That's all the I, stuff I don't know. <laughs> I assume that like there's a bunch of... I'm certain they call her general someone or other. Yeah, right. Okay. I've done a lot of research into this episode and remember all the characters and actors' names. <laughs> I think you are right, though. I do not remember there being any saluting or even standing to attention. No. Um, no. So I think Tally's more just like... Oh, step. <laughs> it's Tally. <laughs> what? It's Tally. She's like an excited puppy dog when someone comes along. I know, super, I know. So she... Super upright. And like, yeah. Yeah. So she almost is standing to attention, but not officially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there is also the announcement that morning from from Anacostia Quartermain, um, Drill Sergeant Extraordinaire, that there's going to be, you know, new training, they're doing wind strikes, all this kind of stuff, and Mm. the top five units get to go to Salem and see the pageant. Yes. And then have some free time as well, off base. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't know what the pageant is, we assume Salem is the town Salem in Massachusetts, there's like six, Mm -hmm. apparently. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I've been to one. Huh. It's nice. Yeah, cool. I think it might have actually been the one that Hocus Pocus was filmed in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think. Before I the film. Right, yeah. Anyway, Hocus Pocus will be a separate podcast <laughs> that we'll get into. Uh, but yeah, we get um, kind of a... Oh, this was the weirdest scene with Adam Costa and, and Alder and the kids. Yes, yes. Um, this was just... So this was after the president left, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, they, I mean, they're chatting, Anna Costia and the president. Yeah. And they're, I mean, there was also mention of. Um, the spree again. Um, well, there was mention of the spree again, but there was also mention of the unit, our, our, our girls. Our girls yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, because they were impressive in the in yeah. singing. 
Um, and I believe um, Alda says she's officially taking an interest in them um, because of how impressive that sounded. I think um, she's like, let everyone know I'm officially taking an interest. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a bit weird. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Alda is a bit weird. Yeah. Like we see uh, in this scene with kids, the fosterlings, mm, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, no, oh, no, don't let older near children. Oh, I actually really liked it. No. Oh, yeah, wow. So, yeah, so there's this group of children who look, I'm very bad with kids' age. Uh, I know, it's ridiculous because I'm about to have one. Um, well, you know five? how old that one will be. Yeah, but they, they look <laughs> like, like five. They're toddlers, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they're, they've got... Preschooling. They're looked after by... Two guys, two guys, we think. Yeah. Um, and Alder and Anacostia approach them and Alder basically crouches down and greets them and um, places a blessing, I believe, on them yeah. um, and says some words. Um, I found it actually really sweet and I found it really, I don't know, I was, <laughs> I don't think I was on the, on the worried about Alder train yet. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, wow, she's really sweet and maternal and uh, I just, I found it really lovely. Um yeah, yeah, clearly I, you had a different reaction. I can see where you're coming from, but I was coming straight off the scene with the president. Yeah. And I'm a little bit like, oh, you're challenging your power and you think you know better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And now you're with children. I'm just like, <laughs> you're like propagandizing your kid, these kids into worship the military. We're all going to be... Well... <sighs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> Is well, this not how older kind of operates? I mean, I guess. I, and I guess, and, and we also get the reveal that Anacostia was one of those children. Yeah. And you're right, she is very oh, um, yeah. close to older and indoctrinated. Yeah, indoctrinated um, with the whole thing. And with the just, military. Um, yeah. So definitely, I guess you're saying that. But yeah, just on the outside, as I was watching that scene, I do remember being like, oh, wow, that's so nice. <laughs> She's so sweet. <laughs> I, it does, there is a softer side to it. So I think yeah. I'm taking in outside, not even outside knowledge, just yeah. a de- general sense of I don't trust this character. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of characters we can't trust, um, the next scene's the training at gym class mm-hmm. and we get introduced to Libba Swythe. Ah, <laughs> uh, Libba, yep. This, this is <laughs> Abigail's nemesis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get some wonderful insults. Yes, I quite, quite enjoyed the, uh, the unique insults that they threw at each other. Libba Swythe. Daughter of misfortune. I thought I smelled sulfur in defeat. Abigail Bedwetter. I mean, what happened to her? All that careful breeding and a face like a spider abortion. You're a contagion, Libba. You're a dumb noodling nene horse from a dumb noodling nobody family. You're the kind of stupid that spreads. You are malice, Abigail. Heard about your little meeting with Alder. Maggots will reject your fetid corpse. Don't let her take your joy. That's what she eats. I enjoy is a strong word. How <laughs> yeah. I felt about them. Mm-hmm. I thought they were interesting. What is it? Your face looks like a spider abortion. Yeah, yeah. Your face is like a spider abortion. And I think Abby says again. I should have written it down, but it was something like you're a like a noodling nene horse Mini from, horse from a yeah from a noodling nene family or something yeah. um which again like saying it now it sounds ridiculous i understand yeah. it. it sounds so silly but i feel like they pulled it off i don't know i i just felt like it was just this random unique um insults and i was like i, I buy it yeah. like 
I buy that they hate each other. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. loathe each other. Mm-hmm. The words that come out of their mouths are not as important. It's like, listen to my tone, not my yes, words. Yes, true, true. And the disdain yeah. on their faces. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do it very well. And they're just kind of circling each other as well. It's wonderful. Mm, it's mm. Such a good... I love that Tally gets a, a reaction shot of just mouthing, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's basically probably saying, representing the audience. Because yeah. even, even though I love the insults, I was also like... Jesus, like what? Like you guys, we just met this character. <laughs> yeah. You hate them that yeah. much. Mm. And then we get to see uh, Winstrap training as well. Mm-hmm. Which is a send, is it? No, it's Winshear. Winshear training. Which is kind of like personal shields. And we get Tally being adorable too. Um, Look, adorable. Oh, she is adorable. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, not going to lie. I was I was a little embarrassed for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why she's adorable. She's basically, Anacostia gives her a spear and says, mm-hmm. stab me in the face. Yeah. Like, um, sh- do I stab you in the face? <laughs> and then drops the spear yes. and then runs at her and trips over. Yeah. It's just like, mm. she's like this baby horse that is just learning to walk and just the legs boom, <laughs> fall over. I, I feel like she just... she's just unsure of herself. Yeah. Um, You know, she didn't want to, she, you could tell she was not committing even before she tripped. No, she wasn't. She was not committing to that, to that run and that stab. You know, she was just kind of half-heartedly jogging. And even on her face, her her face was like, what am I doing? Am I like, should I be doing this? Um, And then, yeah, saved by her own trip. Um, Yeah. How much of it was a, oops, I tripped and I just... Uh, if yeah. I trip, I don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but then, then Abby tries. Yes. And Although there's a moment where Anacostia is like, who can do better? And both, of course, Abby yeah. and Liver run to uh, to beat each other to grab the spear. And, and our girl Abby gets it first, just. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But when she throws the spear, it just, it basically, Anacostia just opened, like, mm. breathes out a note and mm. the spear just disintegrates yeah it literally disintegrates and like blows away like dust i think um, this is the first time apart from the whirlwinds in mm-hmm. the first episode that mm-hmm. um rail saw from a distance this is the first offensive magic or defensive magic we've seen yeah like military grade magic yeah yeah seen. i guess i guess proper magic i mean we've seen singing and you know like weird the, harmon- harmonic <laughs> well we, we've seen the little symbols that they draw to lock doors yeah, yeah. but this is like this is the magic that they're yeah. going to be using mm-hmm. this is proper training mm. the other thing with that is i mean she mentions that she's using this sound i think she says it's sub vocal um yeah. which means obviously she's not it's not audible yeah um but how do you feel about that um well i mean i'm not a witch i don't have okay. i don't <laughs> have the witch vocal cords so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Um, but I mean, at this stage, obviously, we also don't know how the powers yeah. work and how the sounds work. And, Beyond and singing. You, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like, can anyone, if they're taught, can anyone learn these sounds? Can anyone do them? Mm. Um, I don't quite know when it's revealed how the witches sort of have their own vocal cords, but I don't think it was at this no, stage. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, as much as I like not being spoon-fed details, mm. I do remember being a little... Not annoyed, but just confused. You know, how do the powers work? Can anyone be a witch? And yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it, it hasn't really been explained yet. Mm. Um, it, it does kind of seem like it's a, a bloodline thing. I think we kind of get the yeah, sense well, from the first episode yeah. that it is daughter to daughter to daughter. Yeah, I guess they do mention. But um, how the magic actually works isn't touched on. See, the whole sub vocal thing to me mm-hmm. is 
okay, now we don't have to have people who can actually sing to be able to do magic. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm sure she could. Like, I'm pretty sure all of them are incredible singers. Oh, but also we don't have to have them, we don't have to put it into the script that mm. they are singing to do this. We mm-hmm. can just go, oh, they look at them and they just make a little noise in their <laughs> in their voice box mm-hmm. and magic happens, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, is writing around the problem, but it's, hey, it works. Yeah, I no, I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, Abby's not fine with uh, with Libba because we no. get to, we get the reason why she yeah. hates Libba so much. Yeah, uh, it's not just the family; like their families go back to the War of Independence. Mm-hmm. But Libba danced with her cavalier. It was my debut, and arguably the most important day of my life before getting called. She danced with my cavalier before I got a chance to. What language are you speaking? What's a cavalier? Kind of like your date for the night, but way more astrological and foretold. Anyway, she danced with him in front of me. In front of the very best of Annapolis witchery. It's a declaration of war. War, though, isn't that a little disproportionate? You don't get it. It wasn't about the guy. That was my night. She took it from me. Yeah, and again... Is that an American thing? I just find that so... I think it's so... a show thing. Right, okay, because yeah. I just find that so lame. And, like, you can tell as well, I think, that um, both Rael and Talia are like, is that it? Seriously. Are you serious? Well, I like... They do say that, like, are you, is, yeah. this, is that all? Yeah. But Abby goes on to explain exactly why this was so shocking. I mean, it's a debutante ball. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. For those who have been to debutante balls. But Abby is getting presented to society and mm-hmm. this is her night. This is the night that she is, I guess, all attention is on her. Mm-hmm. And Libba dances with Abby's escort before she does. So it's basically stealing that first dance on the floor when everyone else is meant to be looking at Abby. And Libba's suddenly made it about her. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think the line is, that was my night and she took it from me. Mm-hmm. I mean... Let's not forget the guy. It takes two to tango. Yeah, that guy's a douche. <laughs> I mean, well, I... <laughs> yeah, I have some problems with... Well, actually, I don't have some problems with it. I ship them. I think Abby and Liver probably hook up at some point. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, Had not bit, considered that. There's, a, there's some tension there. I would be down for it. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind a, a, an Abba Libby flashback. Yeah, we, we're going um. <laughs> to notice a lot of this, actually. There's, I mean, even if we're manifesting. That, there's that absolute hate between them, but it's yeah. just like there's that tension could easily turn yeah. to, to sexual tension yeah. pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, although I don't know, it feels like the guy probably like from a witching family or something, if it's that big a deal, or maybe has no idea how important this thing is. And mm. some girl just turned. But we've also seen Abby use mind control on people. Yeah. So I feel we can't we can't victim blame the guy in this situation. You're he probably may have just right. been <laughs> magical whammied into dancing with Libba. It's that very is true. Much, mm-hmm. Libba knew how important this was. And yeah. Did it anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely a targeted. Maneuver um, yeah. for something that we have not seen and have no idea beyond Abby's work. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this is an interesting episode because it doesn't really kind of follow. It does follow that daily narrative. Mm-hmm. Of this started in the morning and now mm-hmm. we're in the evening, and it's just this is what a day to day life is like for them. Mm-hmm. Because Ray shows up for guard duty and um, they're doing a door check with Lieutenant 
lieutenant, I should say, not lieutenant, um, as we should say, lieutenant, lieutenant Graves. Mm. And I love that someone called Graves is in part of Necro. <laughs> Necro, I know. It's great. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> and they do a door check, which I'm assuming is just making sure all the doors are locked. But I, for some reason, I thought they were in one of the dorms. I thought like, they were. They... Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were in the dorms, the dorms too. Yeah. I, I found it a little odd. Although that, like, <laughs> I was a little distracted by some subtle flirting. And oh, yeah. I was a bit like, hang on a minute. Um, yeah, Graves seems sus. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like, um, back off. Ray's taken. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to lie. I was definitely very distracted. I was um, like, but all did... necros into girls is how it works. <laughs> uh, maybe just everyone's into Ray. I mean, that's fair. Tally <laughs> um, might be. Oh, oh <laughs> don't. Don't tease we, me. We won't get started. <laughs> um... Yeah, I also thought they were in the dorms, but then you're right. Why are they locking the doors, or why yeah. are they making sure the doors are locked? Um, and yeah, she's doing guard duty. She's doing perimeter guard duty, mm. no less. Why are they in a building yeah. at all? Yeah, um, it's a bit odd. Yeah, but either way, they talk about what Necro kind of does, mm-hmm. and that's gather intel, which I'm guessing is they talk to dead creatures, they talk yeah. to the spirits, that kind of thing. Yeah, although she does mention harnessing the power of death itself. Uh, sure. Which, what does, I mean, what does that mean? But to me, that suggests more than gathering intel. Yeah, that sounds like zombies to um, me. Oh, oh, you went to zombies. I okay. always go to zombies. I went to like, I point, you die kind of thing. Oh, yeah, like finger of death or something. Some, yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I went to. Yeah. Um, but n- not, don't no idea. Nothing's yeah, confirmed, well, we, we obviously. We don't know yet. Yes. We haven't seen Necros in action. We've mm. only seen um, wind strikes and windshields yeah. and wind shears. Yeah, and the tornado thing. Yeah, it's all that wind. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And I always assume that there'd be a little bit more of the four elements. Mm. Although, I mean, your voice... Yeah, that's wind. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe we'll say it in, in future episodes. But Graves does kind of go, tells her a little bit more about Scylla and it's like, oh, are all necros this weird kind of stuff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we learn that Scylla's parents were draft dodgers. Yes, and that they were killed. Yeah, by the army. By the army. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was not. I mean, apart from the fact that she was sort of flirting with Ray, I was not suspicious of Grace. Uh, yeah, I and, was suspicious because of the flirting. Right. Else. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, poor Scylla. Yeah. <laughs> she's really smart, and her parents die, and I was like, nah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so definitely, Except she's free, and we know this. <laughs> yes, yes, we know. But anyway. Uh, the sympathy was definitely, the dial was turned up for me. Um, yeah, that, there was that element of, well, I, I understand this and I relate to yeah. what she's going through. Mm-hmm. But then. Yes. Well, I, I love that um, Graves is like, no, no, you go back. I'll I'll walk the, True, walk yeah. the line. Uh, and Ray's like, no, I'll, I'll do this. I got yeah. in trouble. I'm going to do it. And I really liked that, actually. I really yeah. thought that was uh, like a good telling of, of Ray's character. Yeah, I think that's a growth moment for, um, for Ray. Yeah, especially because she came into the army being like, Ugh, "Yeah, what's, when can I get to the front line? Yeah, um, and I, I don't want to follow these rules. I'm not going yeah. to skip out on training. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think she, if she's not buying in that she needs to do it to help the unit, she's doing it for her mm. and the consequences of her actions yeah. sort of thing. But then we get the reveal that her. Graves is not Graves. Mm-hmm. Graves is Scylla. Mm-hmm. And explains why she knows so much about Scylla. Yeah. And I guess it explains why she was flirting with Ray. Yeah. Girl, keep it in your pants. You're <laughs> trying to be someone else. 
Um, I don't know how I feel about it. About the gra- these the, fake graves? Yeah, the manipulation. Yeah. Um, well, she's a terrorist. <laughs> of course she's going to try to no, manipulate but, it. I just, I'm not committing to that. <laughs> really not. I'm holding back from that. All right. Um, I, like, obviously it's terrible when you think about it. It's so horrible to to pretend to be someone else oh, yeah. and tell their possible partner, yeah. you know, good things to try and, you know, mm. keep them in the relationship or, or what, or keep them interested yeah. or something. You know, I get it, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Scylla. I just can't. I just can't hate her. I, I can see another side of the story as well uh-huh. because... Scylla, this is something incredibly personal to Scylla that she's telling about how her parents died. And yep. she, if she doesn't bring it up with Ray, who she does feel very close with, yep. she's able to do it through this other medium. You're right. It's the equivalent of sending a text rather than 100%. a phone call or a, a face-to-face conversation. Yep. It's not great, yeah. but it's also some way that she's able to do it without it being too confronting for her. Yes. No, you're 100% correct. I totally understand that. I, I find things saying things personal yeah. much easier if I'm writing down as opposed yeah. to vocalizing them. Um, yeah. And I guess she almost might've just looked at it that way as this is a way that I can, I can let Ray know my story without having a. Yeah. And particularly that she even um, says that this is kind of gossip yeah. that's going around. But of course there is no gossip. Mm-hmm. No one talks about Scylla at all, <laughs> as far as we can tell. Mm. It's just something that she wants Ray to know. And the fact that she does want Ray to know this, mm. otherwise she wouldn't have told her. Yeah. I find this whole thing that Scylla's able to do with her face, and some of the other spree are able to do it too, mm. that in RPGs, and specifically D&D, players never notice it. The, there's a lot of creatures like changelings and doppelgangers mm-hmm. and, and polymorph. They're able to change shape and everyone just accepts it on face value. Yeah. That the person you're talking to, usually through the dungeon master or the game master, is the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And when they change, you're like, Oh my god, I've been completely yeah. bamboozled. Yeah. And the game master doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. It's like if and it's great if you've me- messed up and said two different things from the same person, you're like, doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Huh? Yeah, right, okay. It's such a great it's a great trick. Yeah. It's like shape changes, they're everywhere. Is it um is it as powerful as it is in this world in that literally like your whole body, your voice, your face and all that? Uh, it is in Eberron. Yeah, right, okay. You can have, I mean, every game's got their own, yeah. own rules for it. Yeah. But yeah, you can have... I mean, there's spells that do it for you very easily in D&D. Mm. You're just like, cool, I'm going to change shape. I can yeah. alter my voice box so I can sound like someone else. Yeah, well, see, the only one I know as someone with very little, I guess, D&D or behind-the-scenes D&D experience is Disguise Self. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think that was... Um, as powerful, or maybe maybe I've only been around people. It's definitely not low, low, low characters, low level characters who can't cast it very well. I have had a villain who disguises themselves using disguise, or has someone else cast disguise self on them. Right. Um, and a couple of times, I run this game pretty regularly. Uh, a couple of times, they've been revealed mm-hmm. because someone comes up to talk to them and uh, expects a response, and just the nod and smile they can't get away with. Right. And it's like, well. I guess the jig's up. I'm trying to stab someone. And it's like, oh, because it doesn't change their voice. Yeah, it doesn't change yeah, their voice. Yeah, right. Okay. And that coming yeah. out of a, a young 19-year-old redhead girl, <laughs> that sort of very posh, uh, well, not posh voice, that very mm. gravelly male voice, uh, generally gives the game away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested by the, the magic that's used because kind of saying before about how the singing is, is the air mm-hmm. element, 
We see Scylla use fire. Well, that's true. To change her form. Or... Actually, possibly the only times we see fire. Yeah, I think there's a couple of other times, but fire seems... We're not sure whether this is a spree thing or whether it's just this is the magic of fire and the army only uses wind. So, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a couple of elements going on there. Which yeah, I'd interesting. Like, I wish they'd um, deal with a little bit more. Mm. I mean, they do go back to the wind shears and we see Abby and Tally practicing and mm-hmm. Abby's fantastic at it. Very good at it, yes. Yeah. And Ray's just um, exhausted. Yeah. Because of walking. This is, uh, I didn't like this scene at all. I was going to say, I didn't like how Ray was in this scene. Yeah. Um, you know, she comes in and yes, she's exhausted, but I mean, that was... That was her choice. That was her choice and that was the punishment. And she's sort of sitting there and like, Anacostia tells her off. And then Ray kind of talks back a bit and is kind of like, yeah. well, I had guard duty, you know, if you remember. And it's like... Why? What are you doing, girl? This is what Ray does. Oh, she has a problem with authority. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Because um, I was like, oh, mate, you nah, this is not the right right move to make. And well, then... Well, then Anacosta goes, well, when you, get, when you do step out of line, mm, your unit is punished. Yeah. And I think she has to sing... Makes Abby sing this discordant double note or something. Yeah. That is causing physical pain to her. Yeah. Like physical but, damage. Because she has to hold it for so long. Yeah. Um... And we see the next scene, she's actually coughing up blood. Yeah, yeah. This. So it's clearly sh- like shredded her throat. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is horrible. Um, but, I mean, I, Ray does feel bad. Yeah. And so I guess well. point made. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. She, she feels bad that Abby pun- was punished for her actions, mm. not that she's not going to do it again. Well. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Ray offers to heal. Yeah. So kind of like a, a bit of an olive branch. Yeah, which is, is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Abby being Abby freaks out when there's a little bit of a Christian mantra rather than the usual singing that she's probably used to. Yeah. Is that actually, just a bit of a side note, as someone who's not very religious, is that... I have no idea. <laughs> so are you just assuming I'm, it's I'm a assume, Christian it, like verse? Uh, well, it could be anything. It could be a psalm. It could be a f- official canon. It yeah. could just be the little Baptist chant that, that, right. that Ray learned when she was a kid. There's no. It's very much a judo-Christian wording. Right, okay. But I don't know whether it's actually an official one or not. Okay, all right. It's not like John 3.16 or something. <laughs> yeah. Or Ezekiel yeah. 25.17. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Yeah, but we do think that there's more of a religious side to what she's saying yeah. as opposed to what normally happens when... Yeah, which seems to be just a song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or a note. And mm-hmm. that, that, again, is world-building of the the Judeo-Christian yeah. beliefs that we know in our world mm. aren't in this world. Or mm. they are, but it's a little bit more how we treat Wicca. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Which kind of matches with this whole idea that the church used to... The hunt down witches and uh-huh. now witches are in power, so they are hunting down or not hunting down the church, but they don't care about the church. Yes. Yeah. Or not necessarily they don't care, but they don't they dislike. Yeah. Um Yeah, so she so Ray starts spouting that to heal yeah. her. And Abby freaks out mm-hmm. and then Ray's like before she can even she's like, Well, if you don't want my help Yeah. And sees Scylla outside like, yoink, off I go. <laughs> Pull on a string. I know, but also I think she was a bit miffed. She's like, I'm yeah. I'm trying to make the effort to do it. Like, why, you know, if you don't want to accept it, what, yeah. am, I, what am I 
bothering for. Well, I, I kind of like what happens next as well. That following Scylla, Ray um, goes into the woods and they mm-hmm. come up against a big stone bunker mm. and Ray tries to follow and they're gone. All the yeah. that she see are gone. Mysteriously. And as she turns back, that's when she sees that Abby's followed her. <laughs> yeah. Good. And I like that, that Abby's kind of gone, you know what? I just suffered because you were stepping out of line mm-hmm. and now you're doing it again yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. So get your act together. Yeah. No, I agree. So yeah, I like that Abby calls her on that mm. almost immediately. After. Even in, like she's extended the olive branch, but Abby's like, you're not changing though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're still doing the same things that you just got me in trouble. Yeah. The for. same shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get oh, this heartbreaking scene with Tally. Mm. It's it makes me sad when Tally is sad. <laughs> Definitely. It's amazing here, Mom. I mean, just the sense of history and culture. My unit. They're incredible. That's nice. Glory's here. Oh, good. How's she doing? She's scared. She should be scared. And so should you. I'm really trying. Have a nice conversation, Mom. It's a death sentence, Tally. I've seen it with my own eyes. That place is not you. When are you coming home? I am home. Again, side note about the scene, though. She's on a landline phone. Yeah. Um, that's, like... Seems very old. Yeah. It seems like a real retro looking kind of phone. Um, See, I just assumed dorm phone that wouldn't have been upgraded since the 70s. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it was something that I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's a really old phone. And also, seemingly, no one seems to have mobiles. No, no. Because um, I think this, I think we've talked about this off air and possibly in episode one, that it is a... There is no higher technology, I guess. Well, we don't think... Modern technology. Yeah, not that we've seen, I guess. Not that we've seen um, at the army barracks. Um, I mean, even in the mall scene in the first episode, I'm trying to remember yeah, if there were... Yeah, I don't were see, There, don't there, there weren't really TV screens, I don't think. Um, oh, there must have been TV screens. It was a mall. But yeah. was there? <laughs> but actually, um, I think um, we did see a pretty nice TV at Tally's place. Oh, when, when they were watching, they were watching TV. Was it a nice TV? I, oh, I feel like I want to go back and look now. Yeah, um, but certainly we've seen a few TVs, and when I saw them, it didn't. It looked like you know, eighties level. Yeah, TV. like tube box, yeah. you know, tube TV. Which um, I mean, not flat screens, but I was like, yeah, well, they're an established family that bought a TV ages ago and haven't upgraded since. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to ride this train all the way to hell if it takes me there. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I just haven't paid enough attention. To yeah. Those. Yeah. Like, okay. The yes. Technology has not moved as fast um, as it. But yeah, the fact that, and again, that it was a barrack. So I assumed even if they have mm-hmm. mobile phones, mm. no one's allowed their mobile phone. They got a train. No, but Telly's obviously not training. She's on the phone. Yeah. So still, yeah like, she's... Surely you could run back to your room and get your phone and Maybe. call your mum then in your room on your bed. Maybe. Um. <laughs> but either way, I just assume, you know, it's a dormitory. You've only yeah. got one phone per floor. That yeah, kind of possibly. But her mum is just... Mm-hmm. Her mum sent her a charm mm. that, who she, that she made personally. I'm like, oh, her mum's coming around. And then she's like, no, mm-hmm. no, this is a death sentence. I don't want you to die. And you're going to die. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's and the great line. When are you coming home? I was just about to say. Yeah. Um, and then Telly replies with, I am home. Yeah. Which... 
was just really nice because she has been struggling with it. Yeah. Did I make the right decision? And I think she still is a little I think bit. She always will be. But the fact that she says I am home, um, I don't know. She, and then brought... possibly even hangs up on her mum. Yeah, she does. Mm. She's almost gushing about how much she loves it here, how she's fitting, how she likes her unit. She's the glory's there. It's like there's there's friends. Yeah, yeah. And she's feeling like she's got purpose. Yes. And her mum pulls. This is so very teenager choosing their own path and <laughs> parent calls and goes, what are you doing with your life? Mm, Why are you mm-hmm. doing the thing I don't believe? Oh, that's why it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's sad to see Tally sad. Yeah. And I, it's, I also think with her mum, like what, why, why are you doing this? She's here. She's, she's come to the army. She's, yeah. she's signed up. Yep. Like that's it. You need to just support her now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Don't always act rationally. Yeah, 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 very sad. I think this is the last we see of Tally's mum. Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. But I like that this is another element for the next scene that all three of them are shitty. Yeah. They're having it, they've yes. got attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is when they start to use their emotions with their magic. Because when they're learning wind strikes mm-hmm. as opposed to wind shears, mm. which is just apparently causing dents in metal. Metal targets? Yeah, well, I, I guess it's like throwing a wind spear yeah. um, at something um, and they're working together. And so you're seeing a lot of the units having three sort of separate dents um, yeah. in the metal. Um, and they're that. trying to sort of get their grouping together and, and obviously a stronger dent or a bigger dent. Um, and there's also mention that... The wind strikes themselves are advanced training, so yeah, something that the like girls, second year. yeah, something girls didn't expect to learn, um, and they're told um, basically because of the spree and the state of the world. Um, well, see, this is the thing: we see a lot about this, the spree. Mm-hmm. We don't see the rest of the world, and it doesn't feel that urgent to me because right. I feel like this whole state of the world and mm-hmm. this threat, like the only people we see fighting, mm-hmm. are the spree. Yes, but they are so, killing a lot of civilians. They're killing a lot of civilians, but they're not killing witches. So what is going through these witches that they need to move up training, that they need that going on deployment is death sentence? What's happening in Liberia that killed yeah. um killed Ray's mum? Well, was they, that they, not Oh, yeah, I guess Yeah. We don't know who they're fighting. Yeah, that's and true. This feels like a writing flaw. Mm. It feels like they couldn't come up with an enemy. They couldn't come up with a nation. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't go, it's China, it's yeah, Russia, yeah. it's Africa. Or it's they didn't want to commit this early. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like, oh, we're just always at war. Which, then again, it does feel like a really cool thing because for, what, it's 2021 now. Mm-hmm. There will be people watching this show that America has always been at war with someone. Yeah. That there has always been people deploying to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. to Iraq, mm-hmm. and this is just how it happens. Mm. So there is that element of like you don't even know where you're fighting. There's just people dying every yeah. day. Yeah. So I but I feel that it's not intentional for that. I think it works that way. I don't think it's mm. intentional. I mean, is is there a possibility that there's a point that they're trying to make in that it doesn't matter? Yeah, that, maybe. That all war is I, senseless and but I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I might I, be reading too much I into it. I'm not too sure. Much credit. I feel <laughs> that it is a very powerful point mm-hmm. and it can, um, but it comes across to me as, well, the state of the world, how horrible it is. That means we're using our knowledge of our world to explain theirs. 
Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. And it doesn't quite work. I feel that you need to have, this is the threat. This is mm-hmm. why people are dying all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. But either way, the, the, this whole thing is why they're learning them now. Mm-hmm. And even though they're not quite ready, the unit, because they're going through all this stuff and Tally mm-hmm. talks about what she's going through with her mother and they're just furious and Nana Costa's like, yeah, use that. Mm. That's great. And yeah. when they do, they fucking blow the yeah. target apart. Yeah, one hole together. So they're obviously yeah. clumped, you know. And it's a big hole too. I think yeah. it's, not even, it's not even one hole together. It's They've all got their own individual holes that are massive. True, and, they and they're close enough that they, yeah, they turn into one giant hole. Um, but this means they get to go to the pageant. Yes. Which, which we still don't know what the hell's the pageant. <laughs> but we know Tally is super excited. So oh, we're excited. <laughs> yeah. Tally's super excited, but Swythe gets to go and yes. Glory gets to go. So all the characters we've been introduced to in this episode get to go. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. I think this is something, I didn't even write this down in notes, but I like that idea of, for an RPG game, of that threat, the nation over. That somewhere else, mm-hmm. like you're preparing for war and mm-hmm. the characters are just kind of seeing the fallout from it. Mm. And we'll see this in the next scene, actually, as well, as they get off the bus. Yeah. That, and I've got my notes here. Can Tally be cuter? And no, she can't. <laughs> um, I mean, there's always room for more cuteness. That's true. And it is Tally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she the, probably could. <laughs> the limit for Tally's cuteness does not exist. <laughs> but we see a sign at this, um, at this place that they are, mm. at the pageant, that says no balloons. Yeah. It's, it's a little funny. Yeah, it's a little bit funny. It's like... Oh, no, not balloons. (laughs) (laughs) Those weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. But that element you can put into a game of, yeah, you can't can't take that in there. Totally. And Um, if you see that, if a party goes into a town, if they end up in in somewhere and mm. you just see this sign that seems peculiar, you're Mm. like, well, what's the deal with that? And then you go, boom, here's some law. Yeah, yeah. This is what's going on with everything because you saw the sign that says no balloons. Yeah. And and it's really interesting. I feel like if we if that was something that happened in one of our games and we entered this town and they had this random sign that said, you know, something ridiculous no like goods. Yeah. Um or even like No shovels. <laughs> sure. No shovels. Like we would be like, What? Yeah. Well, I'd and then, you know, and then we that. look over and then there's another sign on another post saying no shovels. We'd be like and it just yeah, it I mean, I guess it creates questions. Yeah. Gives you something to talk to the, to the people in the town about. Well, um, I love the idea of like, no rabbits. Yeah. And you're like, cool, I didn't bring a rabbit. Why yeah. don't I want a rabbit? What yeah. if I do bring a rabbit? And they're like, because rabbits attract the trolls. Yeah. And we've got a hell of a lot of trolls around. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, oh, cool, it's an adventure. We can clear those trolls out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love, love those little bits of... Yeah, can, that's true. Yeah. Just those little bits of world building you can do with little signs mm. or, you know, the little bit of... Oh, there's a war in the nation over the other side of the the continent. So all the young men are gone, or all the yeah. young people have been gone. So we've got no no soldiers left around. Can you help with these bandits? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just those signs of mm. the world outside where the players totally. are. totally it makes things feel more real and um, more gives more depth to everything. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. This whole sequence is is something I think works really well. Not just the. Well, we see the pageant as well, which is a great way of dumping exposition mm-hmm. for for history, but also just the the stalls that mm-hmm. they all have around there, and um, it's kind of a shopping episode. Yeah, it's kind of surely from <laughs> yeah from the usual rough and tumble world of adventuring. Yeah, that's true. And I find that there's some things that players love to do, and it's shopping. <laughs> players be shopping. Yeah, but. Oh. 
I, this is one of my favorite scenes, honestly. It's um, when the little girl comes up to Tally mm-hmm. and is just like, she, Tally shows her the medallion and it's like the kid's enthralled by it. And she mm. puts the medallion on the girl and the mother comes over and is like, oh, thank you so much for mm-hmm. your service, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And Tally is adorable. This is the scene where she goes, I am doing the right thing. Yeah. Because I am inspiring a child. Yeah. I am yeah. making this child safe. Yeah. And yeah. What's um what's interesting is I it might have been in the um is it called After the Storm? Um there was a there was a separate little I think seven to ten minute um video clip that was gen- that was released after each episode, um, that basically had some of the actors from the episodes. Oh, I haven't seen this um, at all. Right, yeah, talking about just different parts of the episode and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and what was interesting was they actually filmed two versions of that scene with the oh, girl. Let me guess. The other one, mm-hmm. the mother's like, no, no, don't talk to her. Yeah, terrified. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one with, with, with a, I think, a fear and anger. Um, um, and, and, and then Tally has to deal with, with that. And, yeah. um, and uh, which is super interesting. Um, and I feel like they could have gone either way. Yeah. I like that they went with this one. I yeah. think you're right. It does help show that Tally is coming to terms and, and realizing I did make the right decision. Yeah. It, it um, helps Tally's story a lot more yeah. when she realizes this. Yeah. Um, Particularly because we've just seen her talk with her mother. And now we see her with another mother. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. This kind of ties in with my... Okay, so I said last episode about the maid and the mother mm-hmm. and the crone, the mm-hmm. three archetypes of witches. Mm. And what's really interesting about this show is it always... Well, you see them, all three of them, be the same archetype. No, sorry, not the same archetype. They are all three archetypes. Right, yeah, like one of... Yes, sorry, yeah. The, the tally is very much the maiden because she's a virgin mm-hmm. and she's innocent and mm. she's pure and she's a sweet cinnamon, cinnamon roll that we want to cuddle up mm. and just feed grapes. Mm. <laughs> but she's also the mother because she's the one that steps between Abby and Ray. Totally. And talks, like gets them to, to calm down. Yeah. But she's also got a hell of a lot of power and that's where the crone comes in. Mm. Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. But the other two do this as well, that they are also of the the same thing. And I think that's really powerful that they don't go, this is the archetype you're in. Mm-hmm. This is the archetype you're in. It's all of them change the roles as the situation demands. Yeah, that's true. That's really interesting. Um, I was almost going to say when, you know, when has sexual Abby been the maiden? But I guess you could almost talk about that she's the maiden when she's really vulnerable. Yeah. Um you know, really vulnerable and, and seems quite, I was going to say young, but I guess seems more her age um, when I guess certain things happen in future episodes. Well, she's also um, the maiden that she follows orders. That yeah. she's the, the one who says everything will be right if we follow orders. Yeah, right. And even when it hurts me, even when Anacostia is like, hold this note, she's like, of course, because yes. you're in charge and <laughs> yeah. you, will, you will do this and it will be okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Hmm. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of oh, we could write essays on this. Or I could anyway. I probably could. I don't want to. No. <laughs> I didn't enjoy uni very much. Um, oh, there's so much going on. Well, this is Although yeah. if I guess if we were talking about something like this, it would make it a whole lot more enjoyable. This is what I was doing in uni. This is why I've started the podcast. <laughs> Apart from the D and D aspect. I didn't yeah. get to talk about that yet. <laughs> but I like the pageant as well because it does give us more background on older. Mm-hmm. Um, that she saw her sister die, that there was the, I guess, the the Inquisition mm. 
mm-hmm. um, of of the early colonists mm-hmm. or the Puritans, I should say. But then they give her one final opportunity to say her words, and she's like, "No, no, I've got magic." But I mean, that just seems really silly, though. Am I right? I mean, she's a witch. Know. That's what they've convicted her of. And they're like, no, please, open your mouth and use your possible witchy words. <laughs> well, see, this feels like, is it Alda's words coming to us from 300 years ago? Is this the, the myth that she's put out? Oh. Or did they not actually think she was a witch? Well, then what, is, what are they well, about to burn her for? The witch trials didn't actually kill any witches. No, but they thought they were witches. Or sometimes they thought they were witches. Sometimes they're like, you're not sticking with what we need to do and maybe we can kill you and take your land. Maybe we yeah, can right. yeah, get yeah. our own back on your family yeah. for whatever was going on. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm wondering if this is the actual thing that happened. They're like, yeah, let us say our last words. Yeah. You're just some kid. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. she's a witch. She is. Good on yous. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she, I guess, calls down the weather. Yeah. Um, well, in the pageant, she calls down the flying scarves of doom. <laughs> Which I think represent, I'm assuming, like tornadoes and yeah. possibly. Yeah, but Tally is enraptured. Oh, isn't she? Because I know. She's, she's adorable. Um, uh, but Abby sneaks off. And Ray's like, cool, let's, let's deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you followed me earlier, I'm going to follow you back. Yeah. Um, and they go and get pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute scene. Yeah, and I like that we do see them, they're two different points of view, because they're talking about civilians. Mm-hmm. This is just a, it looks like a regular college town. They're having pizza, they're laughing, they're having fun. Mm. And Ray sees them as being free from all the responsibilities that they have. Mm-hmm. And Abby sees them as these tiny little lives that, never get to experience the joys and the amazing things that they do. Super boring. Um, yeah. Yeah, like basically like that's not living yeah. to Abby. Um, yeah. And that's the difference between the two of them. Because mm. it seems like Ray grew up raised by a civilian uh, father mm-hmm. and around civilians who she then helped. Mm-hmm. Abby grew up amongst witches. Yeah. And just those Strong two. Strong like, and, yeah. pa- or I guess, in power witches. Yeah. So mm. that's a really nice dichotomy of those two characters in a nutshell, basically how they see the people, how they see the people weaker than them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good scene and it was, I think it was good to see them laughing together and finding some form of common ground. Yeah. And also pizza. <laughs> yes. Even though I always find pizza in American shows just looks really weird. Yeah. It's really thin. Where's their toppings? Well, they're, it's bulk pizza. You make the money on the toppings. So you have to get the extra toppings. And you know, these look like college kids. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It looks very much like a college town. Yeah. Yeah. And now we actually get, uh, well, this is when the, the general comes back. Yes. <laughs> and it feel, I feel so sorry for this general. Mm. It, a lot of these characters kind of show up for... I am going to be important for this one episode and uh-huh. that's kind of it. Mm. But she's there because there's a spree attack in Ukraine and mm-hmm. it just so happens her daughter is in the unit. The daughter that she mentioned earlier and yes. said that Tally reminds her of her daughter. Yeah. I, when she said that, I'm like, well, oh, no. I'm sure that won't come in. <laughs> That'll end nicely. I'm sure she'll show up and Tally and her will be best friends. Mm. Yeah. Um, but this means that they can actually watch the mm-hmm. the raid on the spree headquarters or the spree location through this this soldier's eyes, mm-hmm. 
which goes pretty poorly because there's a light bulb and that's got gas in it and or it's got air in it which means it explodes and all the soldiers go berserk and just start attacking each other and we get to witness all the the general gets to witness her daughter getting killed by her friends. Yes, um, which is awful. I mean, yeah. obviously tragic. Very, very sorry to the general and her daughter uh, and it, all the other witches that die. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, it's not a good operation. Right? You're the military. You you know how this re-operates. You know they can put yep. a, a spells in, in things that vessels that carry sound, vessels that carry air. Yep. Surely you can, can you not block your ears? Like, I just don't understand. Well, I there don't are so many things sound... you could do. There's so much, there's so much wrong with <laughs> yeah. this. It's to go, oh no, another operation has failed. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, it. I like the idea of a booby trap in that way that they, they fall for. Yeah. But it's a little, the fact that they just kind of go berserk and rip each other apart. It's mm. a little too, it's kind of. Not triggers me, but I'm I'm not comfortable with that. So yeah, yeah. It just it stresses me. But thankfully, we get to see Tally again, and Tally always makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So, um, watching the end of the pa- pageant as they sign the declaration saying that witches will now serve the military mm-hmm. and forever, yeah. without choice. It is. It's kind of the the conscription element of it is now in place mm-hmm. um, that we kind of saw, and but we see that it was chosen that three hundred years ago this was put into effect and it's still affecting people today. I know. And that's where I think it, that's where I think a lot of the problems come from, right? Is that Alda chose this her, on her own. Yeah. No one voted. No one else was involved in this decision. And she literally made the decision for every witch that is now born from now yep. until the end of time that you have to, you are a slave to the American government. Well, that's, the, this is what I also wonder that is this the myth that Alda's put out there or is it, the government said, well, we could kill you because there's a hell of a lot more of you, us than you. Mm. Or have, has she said, no, no, we will serve and that will make us safe. So I think there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm... I mean, look, no, I understand where she's going with it. That yes, it's possibly safeguarding the future of, of the of witches. Kind, yeah. um, but, I mean, can we not put some provisions in there that it can be revised in X amount of years or something? It just, I don't know. So, like, say, the right to bear arms or another amendment in the US Constitution. Well, something. Something like that. I feel that, yeah, there's, there's a bunch just, of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but one of the things we do see is that, I mean, Tally and Gloria are both in full dress uniform. Mm-hmm. And they do, this is when I realised that this little stamping thing is a military thing. In this world. Mm -hmm. Because they're the only ones that do it. Yes, you're right. Other people clamp. Yeah. And they start stamping and or stomping and then they're like, oh, right. Yes, you're right. So it is a military thing. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Because again, cheering you don't want to do when your vocal cords are your power. That's a good point. You don't want to strain yourself or accidentally, you know, kick off a tornado. Did we just solve the mystery of the stomping? I think we've established that the stomping is not a... is definitely an in-world thing. Whether the U.S. military does it as well, we haven't figured out Yeah, yet. yeah, true. But a civilian actually shoves or pushes past them and seems a little panicked mm. um, uh, by something. But they go off and find Abby and Ray, who mm-hmm. laugh. This is what I love. They are laughing and eating pizza together. Mm-hmm. I want to know what conversation those two are having <laughs> that they're now comfortable enough to just tell jokes. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay to just skip right past it because who else turns up? 
Scylla shows up <laughs> and Ray's like, bye. <laughs> I, know. It, I know. It's kind of, sometimes it's kind of like, girl, be cool. Yeah, just like, get some chill. <laughs> Um, but also, Scylla and Abby have a little bit of a moment. Yeah. Um, Tally, Abigail, Glory, this is Scylla. Hi. Hi. Great to meet you, ladies. So, this is Necro. This is High Atlantic. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Just can't wait until we meet again. Uh, yeah, she's got a bit of attitude. Like, she's quite sassy. Um, and well, earlier, I don't mind they were it. talking about how Abby's just... Full rah rah yay military. Yeah, true. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so they they nick off um, and head into the woods, and they're talking, and we get probably what everyone the line everyone loves. Why didn't you come last night? I had guard duty because you made me late for third bell. I met someone you know though, um, Helen Graves. What did she say about me? She said it would take a while to open up. And she told me why you guys are so weird. Who? Necros. <laughs> you think I'm weird? Like, like sexy weird. I like it. The like sexy weird. Mm-hmm. It's like you're weird, like sexy weird. <laughs> sure. No, it's Death. it's so cute. No, because you can just because she did obviously say or, or um, suggest, I guess that. Necros are weird. They are. And so Scylla's like, oh, you think I'm weird? And then you can see Ray being like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, no, I need no, to turn I, this around. I mean, I mean, like, sexy weird, yeah. Ray um, is not good with the words sometimes. No, she isn't. But I found it very endearing. Um, I, I liked it. I think a lot of the fans have liked it as well. <laughs> simply because a lot of the fans are goth kids. Because they're watching a show about witches. Right. And Necros are sexy weird. So... They're the goth, necros are the goth kids. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a goth kid. And That's I was true. like, um, yep. All right. I maybe it. maybe it's just Ray and Scylla that are adorable. <laughs> but this is, the next bit is very goth when Scylla finds his dead bird. Stop and... saying goth. I don't like that. I just feel like that just presents the wrong image. It does. Scylla's not goth. I just, I don't know. Like, I this is possibly my favorite scene from, from this scene. episode. I think it is wonderful. Um. I just feel like they 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 set out. Scylla set out to show Ray that um, death can be beautiful. Yeah, which is so important because she's dealing with the death mm-hmm. of her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was. I feel like it was accomplished. Like it didn't. I didn't find it. I mean, again, I'm looking at it in in Scylla slash Ray coloured glasses. <laughs> the slash goggles, um, yes. So yeah, but I yeah I, I don't know. No, I, I think it is a wonderful scene and it does explain... Necromancy in role-playing games, mm-hmm. particularly D&D, is one of those things that doesn't really get handled as, I guess, sensitively as it could. Mm-hmm. But I've always liked that idea that a necromancer isn't someone who just raises zombies and like sucks life out of people. Mm-hmm. A necromancy, necromancer is the undertaker. The yeah. necromancer is somebody who understands that cycle of life and death and realizes that the energy doesn't disappear that you just kind of take it yeah and you put it into something else mm. and that may be because the spirit's still around or it might be it's very gentle and it's very caring mm. and that's something i really like and i think this is where we get a chance to see that in this world because Scylla has this dead bird and she sings this death cap mm-hmm. tendril out of it mm. 
um, and basically says, look, there's a cycle to life. I'm bringing something out of death. Yeah. Even though this is just fungus growing on a corpse. <laughs> but that's but, not the point. Because yeah. there's still life in death. Definitely. Um, and then it's not just, death is not the end. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. And um, Ray's just like, no, but my mother's really dead. And it's like, well, I mean, is, is your mother really dead if you exist? And yeah. You and it's, exactly. She lives on in your memories. And also, I mean... Both Silas' parents are dead. Yeah. Like, is, it a, is it a competition? Cheer up, Buttercup. you still got a dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's a civilian. No, cheer up. It's like, still watched her parents die. We yeah, realise this. Yeah. But she does apologise. Silla yeah. does apologise to Ray and sort of says she's not great at opening up. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Ray's an open book and, and loves to tell everyone about her life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have this beautiful moment where Ray is just... She's just staring at Zilla and she just says, you know, you're so beautiful. And they kiss and there's like these, I don't know, like fireflies or yeah. something, spark, like literal sparks. I don't know, but it's just beautiful. And I was like, oh, goodness. It's like, this is a great scene. Yeah. And you can tell as well, I think, that Ray is really catching feelings. Oh, yeah. Um, she got feelings a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, I think when Ray as well says that you're so beautiful to Scylla. I feel like Scylla looks a little bit, um, not taken aback, but you can almost sort of see her be like, uh, like maybe this is, maybe this is actually real or maybe, yeah. you know. Well, I think uh, she's, this is when she catches feelings. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Cause I think before, well actually even before that, she's starting to catch feelings cause she feels the need to explain to Ray mm. as Graves mm-hmm. why she's not opening up. Mm. This isn't, Oh, you can, I'll get more information out of you, whatever, yeah. whatever the reason that, that she's got Ray on a hook mm-hmm. at all. She feels the need to keep Ray and tell Ray things about herself. Yeah, and true things. Yeah. Um, not just not just made up things to further her, her, you know, her aim, her means, her... Her goal. Her goal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this, mm. is, this is the f- scene where they get feelings. Yeah. The yeah. feels are strong with this one. <laughs> Uh, and of course, the unit's gossiping about Scylla. Yes, because of that's course, what, that's what you do when one of your friends is dating someone—you mm-hmm. gossip about them. Hundred percent. Yeah, but they do hear that people start to panic, and somebody saw a balloon. Yeah, and that means everyone freaks out. And Abby and the others—they're trying to calm everyone down. Mm-hmm. But one guy's like, "What do you know? You're witches. You probably did all this, mm. that kind of thing. The, you're to blame for it all." Uh, and Tally fucking knocks him across the room because Tally's badass. Yeah, but I mean, it's like she was pushed, yeah, you know, she was to pushed. it. It's so great. she, yeah, so she sort of stands up to him and says, you know, you need to come down, and yep. you know, we're here to help, and and he really gets in her face, um, and uh, you know, is as you said, sort of accusing them of being the witches and and possibly being responsible, and she's like, you need to step back. Um, and he doesn't, and he then, I think, physically, like, actually shoves her, and yeah. she wins, strikes him. Uh, yeah, well, she just Well, she does, yeah, she does something with her magic, and he flies across the room, um, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, and it was like, uh-oh, and of course, you did say no magic, uh, off base, but yep. I was like, you go, girl. Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It's, it's fun when douches get smacked around by magic. <laughs> Uh, but back at base, everything is not well. The general is is telling Alder off, mm-hmm. um, saying, you got my daughter killed. 
And I was like, we're doing everything we can. And Jen was like, well, maybe you need to do more. Maybe we need to get more extreme with the spree. Mm. Maybe we need to have intel of some sort <laughs> rather than, oh, no, a light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go in blind, basically. Yeah. And I kind of agree with her. We don't see anything that Alda's actually doing well. True. Definitely. Against the spree. That seemed so ineffective. Um, yeah. And obviously they've lost a whole unit of witches and they go on about how this is the lowest bloody... The this lowest. is why they're running out of witches. <laughs> yeah. Stupid operations. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's so like no wonder um, Ray's so pissed at Abby's mm. mother because it's like a stupid operation. Yeah. Got her mother killed. Yeah, definitely. I uh, definitely agree there. Yeah. And then suddenly we're back at base mm-hmm. and everyone's got the red cups of alcohol <laughs> and they're getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tabby's... Tally is adorable when she's drunk. Mm, mm-hmm. It's she's one of those like I love you. Uh, yes, yeah, I literally was going to say that. I love you so much. She's and, an intense drunk. Um, yeah, it's very cute. Um, yeah, and she's like, hey, you guys are my best friends. And, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I adore Jessica Sutton who plays Tally. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of tell she's acting up the drunk. It's like, this is, I'm not fully, drunk, acting drunk is really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Um, but she does a great job of She does like, a, yeah, she does a good job, I think. Yeah, this is an accurate portrayal of Tally drunk. <laughs> That's exactly how Tally, the only thing that doesn't is she's not flushed enough and she doesn't sway enough. Because Tally, yeah. I've been around a lot of drunk people. Yeah. That type of drunk, <laughs> Tally will be falling down. Yeah, right. She's stumbling. She's yeah. spilling a drink. Yeah. She's having a great time. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. You, mm. you, there's a lot of physical acting that they probably just couldn't get on, on the shot. Mm. That I, I adore this scene. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it was a close second, I think, for my favorite scene. Yeah. Um, just because it's just really cute to see them actually being kids yeah. um and bonding and and, and and tally sort of in her drunkness decides yes i did make the right choice in coming here yeah that she um, now has this family she has her yeah, witches. yes she does um and uh they must toast they have to toast um but and then it kind of pans out and it seems like everyone's partying yeah like everyone in the hall is just standing around with cups is like is it just yeah, is it like pageant day parties or yeah, yeah? yeah. I don't know. That seemed unclear. Or, maybe or is it like every Friday rooms? night? Or, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I didn't understand. I understand if the people who got to go off base, or is this where they're staying off? But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm fine with everyone having a party. It's it's fine. Tally got to drink, and it's great. <laughs> um, and it's very cute because she brings up Scylla, um, yeah. and she she's like, I like she her. says I really like her, and then Ray says I really like her too, and it was, yeah. Hmm, yeah. Um, it's so I think she's even like leaning next to to Ray yeah. like looking up at her with the big doe eyes that she has oh. and it's just like yeah, that that shot mm-hmm. is like t- my heart for Tally <laughs> it's just that's yeah. the, the yeah if adorable. it hadn't already been one yeah. that was where she got you well that's the adorable drunk girl you just want to take care of and pat mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. now you get some sleep and here's a bucket <laughs> for later because you're gonna need it sweetie <laughs> uh, but over in Scylla's room mm-hmm. she's talking to a balloon in the mirror yeah she is and she's certain that she's got Ray hooked. She's, she's certain about it. And she's like, when am I getting extracted? This this scene is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> I, I preempt this for everyone who hasn't seen it. Hopefully you've seen it. Because she's like, when am I going to be extracted? Like there's, there's this puff of air on the mirror. And that's what, how the balloon yes. communicates with her. Yeah. Which, and, yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> But either way, she's like, when, am, when are we getting out? When am mm-hmm. I getting extracted? Mm-hmm. And the balloon's like, come closer. And she does. And then the balloon headbutts the mirror. And I'm like, <laughs> what? 
is wait is the balloon like actually a balloon that's going through and it just bounced against the mirror and caused a shatter or is the balloon like a cover for somebody's face does that mean that they headbutted a mirror to make a point <laughs> i like i get that it's it's supposed to shock Scylla, which yes, it does yeah but i mean it's it's a bit silly yeah the, the whole balloon aspect it's creepy but it comes off a little campy yeah and i only buy it because i like the show <laughs> yeah. it's like if you tell me balloons are yeah. evil mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assumed, I guess, as you've said, that it was in the place of someone's face yeah. to disguise them. But yeah, you're right. Like, what did they headbutt the mirror? Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Or um, is like, it a hand puppet that they just kind of smacked against yeah, the mirror? Yeah. 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 So it is a bit, is it a bit odd? And and again, I was like, what are you doing, Zilla? No, yeah. you like Ray. Yeah. Um, but I think she also says, when do we get extracted? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, obviously plans to to get Ray away from the army. Yeah, and that Ray was targeted. This yes. isn't just I'm here to cause the sense that I'm True. Not a cute girl. Yeah, it's... she was actually sent yeah. after Ray. Yeah. Um, but that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. And we're left with oh no, balloons. <laughs> that everyone fears. Mm. I like the episode. Honestly, the mm. the pageant and the um the drunk tally make it a, a great episode for me. Mm. I yeah. mean, we haven't talked as much about D&D stuff or RPG stuff in this episode. Um, I've kind of covered the, the bits I like. I love the idea of a pageant or a play mm-hmm. as that way of it giving lore for a player mm-hmm. about how the world operates mm. or setting up the, the plot of how the little adventure you're on mm. will do. If you have a little introductory bit where, look, and the play about how the good king defeated... Yeah. Defeated the orcs mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then you find out, oh no, the king actually kind of drove the orcs out. Mm. It's a great way of explaining everything and giving the players information without actually having to let them read mm. a page and mm. a half worth of material before actually going in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is also assuming that they pause uh, to take in the play because yes. I'm sure there'd be a lot of uh, adventuring parties out there who'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Where's the shop? <laughs> where's the blacksmith <laughs> that's when you go the bard follows you and continues to tell you the story yeah you turn and weirdly it's, just the it's same in front bard. of you <laughs> well what was your favorite part of this episode i mean i'm guessing the the scene with the the mushroom yeah so definitely the the sparkly firefly make out yeah. scene yeah. um just because it, it it and it also seemed more instead of just i guess about lust it seemed more romantic yeah. um, to me. So I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the, the drunk scene at the end because it was just that, you know, they were just kids and, um, you know, they were bonding. They were bonding yeah. together. Um, See, so. the, the, I guess the romance scene in the woods mm-hmm. reminds me of the Salva scene from the last episode. Yes. That it's that same level of there's a connection between the two of them. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sharing something that everyone else doesn't have. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of why my favorite scene isn't that one. It's Ray and Abby having pizza right before it. Yeah, right. Because they've gone out and they're talking and they clash every single time mm-hmm. we have seen these two characters together. They clash. Yeah. It can be. I think there's only one other time, and again, it's right before Ray goes to talk with Scylla and has yeah. the Silver scene. Yeah. That she finally makes a joke, and this time, she and Abby are just sitting there laughing their heads yeah. off at something one of them has said. I'm like, that's true. How did you two? get through the weird tension that you have to actually find a joke. Yeah. But the fact that they went out for pizza at all Mm. and are just chilling and relaxing, Mm. 
the same thing as the them all drinking yeah. and being teenagers again. Mm. I really love that scene. Yeah. One more thing we do on this podcast is pick a character every week that we think would make a really cool player character or NPC for a game um, and then kind of explain how we might make them or our reasons why and why we find them interesting. And I've got mine lined up, Mm -hmm. which we haven't talked too much about this episode, but at least you ladies first. Um, Well, I've got one that I think you will find a little bit surprising. Okay. It's maybe a little bit... We're only allowed to pick characters... Oh, yeah, we um, can only pick once per season. Yes. Um, Season two of Motherland's... Pretty soon, may have already be out, but we can come back and pick them if they've survived. <laughs> um, so this might be a little bit premature that I'm picking this character, um, but I'm actually going to pick Libba, Libba Swife, um, okay. for this episode, mainly because, like, there's not a whole lot of thought into it, um, but it's just that I, the minute I met her, or we met her, I can see her as this little agile bard. She's tiny. Little little nugget of a bard um, that just has stupid insults. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just launching vicious mockery at anyone and everyone. Um, and, you know, just this sarcastic, sassy... I don't know, I just feel like it'd be a really fun character to play. Um, and it'd be really fun to come up with just ridiculous, oh, yeah. stupid insults. Um, mini horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that uh, that's kind of why I chose her, because I thought she'd be a really fun um, player character. Yeah, and she's kind of got that noble bearing as well. Yeah. Kind of attitude, yeah. I've got money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so and I she's chose... she's already got a rival. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I chose Liver for this episode. Interesting choice. Interesting mm-hmm. choice. See, I picked Anacostia Quartermain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The badass drill sergeant extraordinaire, mm-hmm. who I really love, not actually as a player character, Mm-hmm. Her. A lot of my choices are usually non-player characters because of my right. dungeon master game running background. Mm-hmm. And Quartermain to me feels like the wiser, older veteran who gives the missions to the party, the one who kind of tells them this is what's what in the world, mm-hmm. this is how you should be acting, that kind of yeah. that kind of character. But also someone who will beat them down and punish them if they step out of line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... it does also have a little bit of a soft spot for them. When, yeah, when that's they... true. Yeah, and I just really like that about Quartermain, that she's kind of a no-nonsense, you do it the way I sell you. Yeah, yeah, no, she's pretty cool. And that can work in an adventuring party as well, um, because it you've got that older older soldier mm. who's looking out for everyone else. Mm. But I think it works better as an NPC for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess also because of the, um, um, the no-nonsense and... Um, you know, like the like instructive nature. I don't. Yeah, want... the drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely feel like she works as a as an NPC. Yeah. I mean, it would be fun as a, as a PC as a badass player character. At this stage, she doesn't really have enough characterization beyond slightly antagonistic for Ray. True. Over, overseeing them all mm. um, to be more than an NPC. Yeah, that's true. Which is unfortunate, mm. but that's it. So that's all for this episode. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about A Biddy's Life, episode three mm-hmm. of season one. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and all the other places you can find podcasts. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, um, all the cool places like that. Uh, and Elise, could you do me a favor? Sure. Could you be kind to yourself? <laughs> uh, I'll try my best. And everyone out there, be kind to yourselves as well. <laughs> See ya. See ya.